It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Christian Marauder as we continue in episode 22 in our study of Revelations called Undressing the Harlot. As I said during my biblical numbers series, numbers used in the Bible have established meanings that provides a commentary that follows alongside the text they're found in and connect to other parts of the Bible in very amazing ways. And the same thing as happens in Revelations chapter 17 that actually undresses the harlot and exposes her plans and exposes the new world order and so much more and gives the reasons for the bowls of wrath for those not familiar with bible numbers all you do is add the numbers together that are in the bible text in a series of numbers and form simple math algorithms then you apply the numeric meanings to the context they are found in if you want more details on how i do this and how it's done correctly review my series on biblical numbers for more details so with that, let's look at Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. Then one of the seven angels who had seven bowls came and talked with me, saying, Come, I'll show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. So right there sets the tone of the context of how to interpret the numbers. This is the seven angels with the seven bowls. There's your two numbers there. And this is about the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters this is going to uncover a lot of details about this that you probably have not been aware of it's in the bible but th this is amazing stuff folks so there are two basic algorithms a and b in the verse that sets the tone for the rest of the text here algorithm a the numbers are based on strict contextual grammar what do i mean by that simple the verse says one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls the grammar indicates that the number one in the text is related to one of the seven angels and therefore you do not need to add it into the first algorithm a that's pretty boring huh well just keep tracking with me it gets better i'm going to start out real slow build a foundation then we're going to take off in this as you'll see how each algorithm begins to build and put together something that's very amazing that fits right in with the text that exposes the harlot and the need for the bowls of wrath therefore algorithm a is derived by adding 7 plus 7 equals 14. remember from my series on the bible numbers that's how you find the sum totals that i talked about so the two sums are the, are the root 7 and 14 and these numbers have meanings for example the number 7 in hebrew letter alphabetic pictograph form here is of a plow and it means plowing and planting tending and warring toward perfection wholeness and soundness people like to just use number seven as just meaning perfection no it's a picture of a plow and it can also be a sword too to move and plow and plant tend and take care of and war toward perfection and soundness and wholeness 
Next is the number 14. 14 means deliverance, salvation, release from the prison, or an oath, or release from sin. Okay? It means simply deliverance. The context supplies the shades of meaning and the bottom line translation that I'm going to give you for the first verse here of algorithm A that sets the stage here is this. God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection to bring forth deliverance and salvation. Now I'm going to stop right here. Deliverance and salvation from what is found in verse 4. Remember context, Bible interpretation, Bible here. It's the harlot's abomination and the filthiness of her fornication. Next, the second algorithm B adds all the numbers together. 1 plus 7 plus 7. And you get these numbers. You get 1, 8, and 15. And I'm going to just break it down for you. You can look on the screen here and you'll see the, the numbers and the meanings in the correct form without much ado here. So you can just grab a hold of this. And it translates this way. God's bowls of wrath bring forth separation into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises, oath, and deliverance that is fulfilled. And you got to ask a question here. What's this pointing to? Uh, the rest and deliverance that's being fulfilled is, is found, guess where? Revelations 21 concerning the new heavens and earth. So what is being portrayed here is that the bowls of wrath in this algorithm are pointing to bring about the being able to enter into the new heavens and earth, to get rid of evil once and for all. Okay, now what develops from these two algorithms is simply amazing from now on. And again, I'm sorry for the slowness here, but as we need to start slow before we take off and blast off here, folks. With that, the next set of numbers are found in verse 3. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do algorithm A, then algorithm B, algorithm A, and kind of bounce back and forth and tie it all together at the end. So let's take off right now. So the next set of numbers are found in Revelation 17, verse 3, and I'm reading out of the New King James. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So now you have two other numbers, seven and ten, to add into both of these algorithms. So let's add seven and ten together to algorithm A sums like this. We have 7 plus 7 equals 14, just, and 14 plus 7 equals 21, and then 21 plus 10 equals 31. So you find these sums, 21 and 31. Just look on the screen for more details there, folks. Without much ado, let's just plug in the meanings here with what we have so far in algorithm A, and to see, begin to see what's beginning to develop here. God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection to bring forth deliverance from the harlot's fornifications, abominations of lawlessness. 21 means lawlessness, iniquity, rebellion, twisting of truth off the right path and away from God. A lawlessness also means to break God's laws by altering and changing them into something else, into another form. Okay? So let's look at this again. God's seven bowls of wrath Plow onward to bring about God's perfection to bring forth deliverance from the harlot's fornifications, abominations of lawlessness, iniquity, rebellion, twisting of truth off the right path away from God by her offspring. Now let's find out what the offspring is. The context implies the rulers and inhabitants of the earth that are found and seen in Revelation chapter 17 verse 2. All this connects to the very context of how to interpret it. So I'm trying to teach you how to interpret this. So Revelation 17 verse 2 says, Whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So it simply is saying here 
that her offspring implies the rulers and inhabitants of the earth. So let's look at algorithm B, whose sum total so far are 1, 8, 15, and add the two numbers 7 and 10, the last sum of 15 like this. 15 plus 7 equals 22, and 22 plus 10 equals what? 32. So you have the sums 22 and 32 to plug into the interpretation. Simple, right? That is, that's, how, that's how simple it is. And it interprets it like this. God's bowls of wrath bring forth a separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises oath fulfilled. From or by the number 22 means true light of the word that breaks. 32 means fellowship with the harlot and her human offspring. That's implied by the context. So it reads again, God's bowls of wrath bring separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises, oath fulfilled by the true light of, the, of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offspring. Interesting, isn't it? Now let's look at verses 4 through 7 real quickly, and we're going to just start taking off in a minute. Just wait till you see what this says. Revelation 17, verse 4 through 7 says, The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hands a, a golden cup of abominations and filthiness of her fortification. And on her forehead a name was written, The Mystery of Babylon the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and the Abominations of the Earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Verse 7, but the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Again, we go back to this number seven and ten again, and you plug those into the algorithm to find the sums to get the meaning. So let's go back to algorithm A's, whose sums so far are 7, 14, 21, and 31. And I gave you the interpretation of that. So let's add the number 7 and 10 from the verse here and find the sums 38 and 48. I find this very interesting. The number 38 has a specific meaning. This meaning is seen in John chapter 5, verse 1 through 17, where it talks about the man at the sheep gate pool who was in bondage 38 years trying to find somebody to put him into the pool of Siloam so he can be healed okay, of his infirmity. In John chapter 15, verse 14, Jesus says this, Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. Now, this is what number 38 means, and see how it connects to what I just said, because that's how you apply, and that's how you find the definitions here, through the themes that are used in the Bible. So 38 means bondage and slavery to something, and infirmity. By breaking faith to fall into slavery and servitude as one's new calling of life. That's the bottom line. Uh, definition of 38 and Jesus in John chapter 5 verse 14 says sin no more least the worst thing come upon you wow you know now you understand why that is number 48 means a father's blessings from his dwelling place or someone who blesses from their house derived from how the Levites were given blessings of 48 cities to live in as their blessing. That's why what number 48 means blessing. That's the bottom root meaning of it. Just because the Levites are seen to give 48 cities as a blessing from God. Okay? Very simple, isn't it? Not too complex. So with that, let's look at the interpretation of this algorithm in its entirety right now. And it says this, God's seven bowls of wrath plow 
onward to bring about God's perfection, providing deliverance from the harlot's fornifications, abominations of sin, iniquity, rebellion, and lawlessness, and twisting of truth off the right path away from God by her offspring, who bring people into bondage, infirmity, servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast. Again, how do I get that interpretation? It has to match the context. You have to know what you're doing. You have to abide by strict rules of uh, and grammar and interpretation here, okay? That's how. So let's look at how I um, found this out. This points out how the harlot helps the beast rise to power by preparing people and world leaders to be a blessing to the beast and not a hindrance, okay? If you follow the, the scriptures here, you'll see the, the harlot riding the beast back to power. That's what it's talking about here. Now, algorithm B sums so far are 1, 8, 15, 22, and 32. Let's add uh, 32 plus 7, you get 39, and 39 plus 10 equals 49. You have the two sums, 39 and 49, to work with. Again, look on your screen for more details. The meaning of 39 and 49 are as follows. 39 means disease is caused by adultery. That's pretty interesting. There's more to it. There's shades of meaning to it. It's diseases caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death, that robs and brings forth punishment. And also means, the second meaning of it means to surrender one's authority to another. Okay? Number 49 means time of the end. Perfection established. A jubilee begins. Number The second meaning of 49 means wrath released at a time of the end that brings about perfection and jubilee. Number 3 means the Father's love released for a new healthy growth in perfection to begin. So where do we get the number that definition from? It comes from the year of Jubilee. The Jubilee is the 50th year, but the 49th year is when you prepare for the 50th year. Just keep tracking with me. This will make sense in a second. So let's read algorithm B, what it says so far, and plug in the meaning of 39 and 49 to algorithm B. And it says, God, bowls of wrath, brings forth a separation from the harlots into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises and oath fulfilled by the true light of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offspring's disease caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death that robs and leads to punishment at, number 49, the time of the end when perfection is established, jubilee begins. Now we're beginning to see something take shape here in algorithm B that's very unique. And algorithm A, it will be just as unique as we'll see. Again, notice the number 39 refers to adultery and fornication. It fits the context of the harlot in Revelation chapter 17, verses 2 and 4 to a T. Verse 2 says, And with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Verse 4 reads, The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, and having in her hand a golden cup full of the abomination of the filthiness of her fornication. The number 49 relates to the 49th year and 50th year of the Jubilee cycle. The 50th year of Jubilee begins after the seven sets of seven, totaling 49 years is completed. During the 49th year, according to the Jewish law, leading up to the 50th year, all the land God gave to the Israelites were returned to their original owners. All debts were canceled, slaves were set free and allowed to go back home. Thus, at the completion of each 49-year cycle was a time of freedom, liberty, and rejoicing for God's people. So, if you're following me on this here, 
The seven bowls of God's wrath will end the slavery and fortification of the harlot system when, at the, at the end of the 49th year, when the land is restored to its original owner, slaves set free, they go back home. It's a time of celebration. The 49th year is possibly the millennial reign of Jesus and the celebration of the marriage supper of the lands, seen in Revelation 19.9, leading to the final 50th year jubilee cycle, seen in Revelation chapter 21 and verses 1 and 2, concerning the new heavens and earth, when the land is restored back to the original owners. Hallelujah. Let your mind wonder on that. That's the purpose of the bowls of wrath, to get things back on track with utter defeat of all sin and evil and rebellion in a just manner far beyond what our minds can conceive. Folks, I tell you, this fits the context of Revelation chapter 17 perfectly. Next, Revelation 17 verse 8 says, The beast that you saw was, is not, and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they see the beast that was, is not, and yet is. Notice the beast was, is not, will ascend out of the bottomless pit. There are several standard interpretations on this verse, and one of the most common is that it refers to the spirit of Antichrist already at work in the world that John mentions in 1 John there, and how the church holds it back in check, and later it is unleashed in full. However, I suggest looking at it from a biblically-based spiritual warfare point of view, the old gods, the fallen watchers, the principalities whose storylines are all about raising someone back out of the abyss to fulfill their dream of drawing God into an open battle, defeating him and chopping up his creative order to build it back better. If you take that phrase, build back better, take out all the letters and leave the B's there, think what the three B's look like. Which makes more sense considering one of the main fallen watchers of Genesis chapter 6 as the one that was. Somebody in the past that was and created all kinds of havoc was sent into the abyss. And is not now in the world, but you know, he's in the abyss. But will send out of the abyss in the future as seen in Revelations 9 and chapter 13. So let's look at the next verse, Revelation 17, verse 9. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains which the woman sits. Okay, you got to have a mind that has wisdom. God wants you to have wisdom and try to unpack this. Okay, especially in the time of the end, this will start making sense. So let's unpack this. We have two other sets of numbers here. Most commentaries define this as the seven hills that Rome sits on and refers to the last days of the apostatized Roman Catholic Church. So the question comes up, is the current Pope Francis a good candidate for the false prophet? Well, he is a Marxist globalist. He is office rocker. Most Roman Catholics don't like him anymore. And he's straying away from the faith into pure ecumenical, new world, one world religion type stuff. Well, he could be that, or he may not be, but he could be someone who prepares the way for the future false prophet to be accepted and have the entire Roman Catholic Church accept and fall in line with globalistic globalism thought. So is, is the city Rome that the harlot sits on here? It could be David Guzik's commentary on this verse says this, and I quote, It is probably better to see the seven mountains as representing the seven kings and kingdoms described in Revelation 17.10. Many people find the connection between the religious Babylon and Roman Catholicism to be irresistible, Yet it is flawed in the same sense that there is no doubt that religious Babylon will incorporate a strong Roman Catholic element, but it will be much bigger than the Roman Catholicism. End quote. What he's trying to say is this is bigger than just, just Roman Catholicism here. This is a city that rules and, all, 
and a, and a principality that rules above this city. So next, when John wrote Revelation, Babylon was a code word for Rome and its empire. So it seems to indicate that the literal city of Rome and its system is implied in the text here. However, as Gusick points out in his commentary, it'll be much bigger than the Roman Catholicism alone. It's a new religion, a mix together with all the world's religions, just as the root word or the etymology of the word Babylon suggests, a mixture. Well, folks, next, mountains most often symbolize a place where kings, gods meet with their councils to carry out the king's will. This indicates to me an, a spiritual warfare element to this. In other words, the beast and the harlot system sets up seven ruling elites, seven heads, to plow, grow, war for the devil's idea of perfection to be implemented by the decrees of the seven mountains that counsel the world to mix and gel together into globalism. So here's something to really ponder. I don't know if this is true, but it's just let your mind wander. Here's a question. Is the current G7 countries of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United States and the United Kingdom, those seven councils? I don't know, but it's interesting to think, nevertheless, that how close we are to coming to it, right? So what does Algorithm A reveal about Revelation 17, verse 9? Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sits. Out of the New King James Version there. So let's see. So far, the sequential... Algorithm sums are as follows, 7, 14, 21, 31, 38, and 48. Now add the new sums, 55 and 62. 55 means resisting the truth of God or grace or accepting God's truth or grace. So how do you derive the meaning of 55 to mean that? Well, the biblical theme for 55 is a number of years King Manasseh reigned during the most evil and violent periods of Israel's history. He was one of Judah's most evil kings who brought pagan religious practice and idols into the land and even inside the temple itself. Okay, he wantonly practiced many forms of evil and black arts and worships of celestial bodies and even burned one of his own sons alive as a sacrifice to Moloch. Later he repented and he returned back to Lord. So the meaning of 55 is twofold, resisting the truth of God or accepting God's grace and truth by repentance. 62 means any type of royal city, or the royal city of Jerusalem, with the emphasis of reliance on the strength of any royal city, or that reliance upon the house of Jerusalem. That can amen, anoint, curse, and end something, okay? That's the idea behind number 62, the meaning of 62. So let's add these meanings to what we have so far in the algorithm. God's bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection providing deliverance from the harlots, fornifications, abominations of lawlessness, sin, iniquity, twisting of truth off the right path away from God, by her offspring who bring people into bondage, infirmity, and servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast, so all resist the truth of God from the royal city. The royal city is defined by context, and verse 9 refers to where the harlot sits, or abides, and rules from. And verse 18 defines a woman is that very great city itself, folks. Isn't that interesting how uh, the numbers start adding meaning to the depths that connect right to what is being said here? I find that amazing. So the great city in John's day was Rome who was the political, economic, and religious center of the known world back then. So it could be that it is Rome 
our Utley Bible study commentary explains in Revelation 17, verse 18, this great, and I quote, this great city mentioned in Revelation 11, 8, Revelation 16, 19, with the allusions either to Jerusalem or Rome. The context of the literary unit suggests an anti-God power structure symbolized as a city. Which city is not the issue? The point is that the existence of a governmental system totally apart from God and humans attempting to meet all their own needs in atheistic humanism. End quote. So a lot of people are not sure if the royal city being referred to here is Rome or not. To me it sounds like Rome, but it could be Jerusalem in the last days. Whichever city it is, the harlots rule over it, through it, and over all other cities is a certainty. Okay. In other words, what we see here is the harlot helps the beast rise to power through the elites, through a council, through those mountains there, uh, those council mountains, by teaching people and to resist the truth and even the truth of God's grace. All through the book of Revelation, you'll find God calling out to the people to repent. And all they do is resist every attempt to repent to the max. It is interesting today how the world's leaders are being controlled by groups of large corporate monopolies seen in the UN World Economic Forum right now. So let's listen again to the interpretation. God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection, providing deliverance from the harlot's fortifications and abominations of lawlessness, sin, iniquity, and rebellion, twisting of truth off the right path away from God by her offspring to bring people into bondage, infirmity, and servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast, so all resist the truth of God from the royal city. Isn't that amazing, folks? So let's look at algorithm B and see what it says here, because we're doing a comparison, side-by-side -side comparison here. So algorithm B sums so far 1, 8, 15, 22, 32, 39, and 49. You add the two sevens to find this, and you get the sums 56 and 63. Like Hebrew or Greek, when you try to translate those language in English, you have to switch a word order for a clearer English translation. So 63 here goes before 56. It just has to because it will make much more sense. So with that, let's read. God's bowls of wrath bring forth a separation from the heartless system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises as oh fulfilled by the true light of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offspring, diseases caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death, that robs and leads to punishment, at the time of the end when perfection is established, jubilee begins. After, 63 here, God's wrath is delivered on those whose 56 heart is found in a hard-hearted state. More on this in just a bit here. So next, look at Revelation chapter 17, 10. I'm reading out of the New King James. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue for a short time. Five have fallen most likely refers to the five world empires before John's day. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, uh, Medo-Persia, and, and Greece. These all oppressed or conquered God's people Israel. However, the Median Persian Empire showed grace and allowed Israel back into their own land. So let's break this down a little bit further here. One is, refers to the world empires of John's day, the Rome, okay? The other has not yet come, refers to the one world empire to come. That's pretty straightforward. So algorithms A sum so far, we see 7, 14, 21, 31, 38, 48, 55, 
and 62. Then you got to add 7, the 5, and the 1 to the mix here. So you get the sums of 69, 74, and 75. And we see this unfold. And I'm going to read this again. Just keep track with me. See how this starts to unpack here. God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection, providing deliverance from the harlot's fornication, abominations of sin, iniquity, lawlessness, twisting of truth off the right path, away from God by her offspring, who bring people into bondage and infirmity, servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast, so all resist the truth of God from the royal city. 69 means to kill believers. And folks, I got to tell you, this is mentioned in verse 6 as well as Revelation 13, verse 7, concerning a war against uh, saints. Here it goes, ties, connects right to Daniel's prophecy as well. So what you have is a blessing from the harlot to the beast, so all resist the truth of God from the royal city to kill believers, decreed by number 74. The 74 is an interesting number. It means a beast or the beast. It means beast of prey, basically. So decreed by the beast. Notice that verse 10 is about the beast and how Daniel 7.21, Daniel 7.25, Daniel 8, chap, chapter 8, verse 24.25, Daniel chapter 11, verse 36-39, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, all mentions the same point about the beast making war against the saints of God. So, so the question comes, why do I use the word decree in the translation? Because that's how it fits in the, in the context so far decreed by the beast so we have this the blessing from the harlot to the beast so all resist the truth of god from the royal city to kill believers decreed by the beast because it matches the context and what is he decreeing number 75 uh, it, it means missionaries and messengers and heralds so what we have here is decreed by the beast to his missionaries to his messengers to his heralds so in verse 12, this could mean his kings and corporate councils who pass on this order to the inhabitants of the earth to pit brother against brother. Do you not know that Jesus warned about this, that people will betray one another in the end times? See how all this begins to fit together with Bible prophecy to a T. So algorithm a B appears to be revealing God's final response to algorithm A. Algorithm B, some so far, you know, are 1, 8, 15, 22, 32, 39, 49, 56, 63. Along with the new algorithms will be 70, 75, and 76. So let me read that and see how this connects here. God's bowls of wrath bring forth a separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises and is oath fulfilled by the true light of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offsprings, diseases caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death that robs and brings forth punishment at the time of the end when perfection is established, the jubilee begins. 63. God's wrath is delivered on those who 56 hardens in the hard-hearted state by his elders. 75 means messenger and 76 means prophets. So let me break this down again. The time of the end when perfection is established, jubilee begins. After God's wrath is delivered on those whose heart is in a hard-hearted state by his elders, messengers, and prophets. I find this very interesting in light of the next verse here, Revelation 17, verse 11. And the beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seventh and is going to perdition. This verse reveals that the beast is one of the seven empires. He also shares all the characteristics with the previous world empire that culminates to Rome, the seventh. He can, be, he can be from anywhere inside the Roman Empire whose fate is certain destruction. The beast will be destroyed. So let's add 8 and 7 to the 
to the algorithm A, and we find these sums 83 and 90 here. 83 means nations who hate God, and 90 is, is the picture graph of a fish hook, the letter Sade. And it's a man on a side, that's the picture there. It indicates what one relies on or leans on or desires. It's also the strongest emphasis of this word means a need for humility, to be brought low, to shift in order to be purified and whole, or just basically being humiliated. That's the idea, okay? So let's look at the uh, interpretation here. Algorithm B here says, God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection, providing deliverance from the harlot's fortification abomination of lawlessness by her offspring to bring people into bondage, infirmity, and servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast, to resist the truth of God from the royal city, to kill believers decreed by the beast, to his missionaries, messengers, and heralds, to the nations who hate God, to humble and thoroughly humiliate people. So far we discover that the, the harlot rides on the beast to power and setting the stage for this to happen. So likewise before the tribulation we'll see this very template take shape worldwide to make the nations hate God, recruit people, to subdue, hurt, shift people away from God to the Antichrist fold. When the beast comes on the scene, the foundation for the war against the saints have been laid. He just carries it out with his decree to those more willing to comply. So algorithm A points this out. So I ask, do you see any of this taking shape worldwide today? Next, algorithm B begins to sound a little bit like Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. In verse 26, when you add the new sequential numbers that I just mentioned, to that algorithm, which for time's sake is 84.91. When 84 means the court of the Lord and 91 means the wicked are judged. Let's add this in and see what algorithm uh, B says here. God's bowls of wrath, separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises and oath from the true light of the word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offspring's disease caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death, and leads to punishment. At the time of the end, when perfection is established, Jubilee begins. After God's wrath is delivered on those whose heart is hard-hearted, state by its elders, messengers, and prophets, in the court of the Lord, when the wicked are judged. 84 means court of the Lord, and 91 means when the wicked are judged. Notice how this lines up with what is seen in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. And I quote out of the New King James. I watched till the thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated, and his garments was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool, his throne was a fiery flame, its wheels burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. Verse 26. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion, and consume and destroy it forever. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 12 says, I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, the small and the great, standing before God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. All the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written within the books. Okay. So with that, let's look at this algorithm, the last part of it, what it says, and just listen to what it says. Since the time of the end when perfection is established, Jubilee begins. After God's wrath is delivered on those whose heart is hard-hearted, state by his elders, his messengers, his prophets, in the court of the Lord when the wicked are judged. 
I never expected to find any of this when I did these numbers. I never have done them until this study, folks, and looking at their meanings. Let's get back to algorithm A. Next sums 100, 110, and 111 and their meanings. Because um, what they mean, because I'm just adding the algorithms together. Look on your screen and you'll see the details for this. So you have 100 means the holy flock. 110 means the day of wrath. And 111 means a great fear of the Lord. So let's put algorithm A together and apply those numbers into there. It says, God's seven bowls of wrath plow to bring forth God's perfection, to bring deliverance from the harvest fortifications, abominations of great distress caused by lawlessness, iniquity, sin, twisting truth off the right path away from God by your offspring who bring people into bondage, infirmity, and servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast, so all resist the truth of God from the royal city, to kill believers decreed by the beast to his missionaries, his messengers, his heralds, to the nations who hate God, to humble and humiliate and shift and destroy. One hundred means the holy flock, and one ten, the day of his wrath, to make all be, one eleven, great fear of their Lord, the Antichrist. You've got to understand, when you read Bible prophecy about the Antichrist, the Antichrist will terrify many. Is that correct? Notice what Revelations chapter 17 verse 13 says out of the New King James. These are one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. How? The harlots, mothers, are nurtures, people, and multitudes, and nations, and all manner of defilement. That's why uh, it says, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. So the mother of harlots, mothers, and nurtures, peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and all manner of defilement and abominations, legalizing these as new norms to cancel godly culture to get all to blasphemy god by fearing her system designed to alter what it means to be human indeed what it means to be human in thought and also physically what it means to be human okay you can be any gender you want you know just think of how they're doing that so with that let's look at revelation chapter 17 verses 16 and 17 and something interesting we see happens and I quote from the New King James, And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, and eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God has put into their hearts, fulfill his purpose, to be one mind, and to give her kingdom to the beast, until the words of God are fulfilled. That's out of the New King James. In other words, what's it saying here is the kings are going to turn against the nurturing motherly harlot system that made them great and wealthy by having them destroy the very economic system that made them great. Folks, for example, to get an idea of what's being said here and modernize this, communism will never work after it runs out of everyone else's money. Because in, in the book of Revelation, there's no lands to conquer. They've been destroyed. Two-thirds of the world's resources and people are gone. Okay? No lands to conquer. No more super monopolies left. They themselves are led by the harlot to destroy the very system that made them wealthy and they prospered from. No wonder in Revelations... Uh, Chapter 18, we see them having an OIC moment. Whoops, we just did something bad. We destroyed what made us great. The devil is a thief, is a liar, killer, and destroyer. And he's setting these people up. Now let's add the last number seen in the text algorithm A sums and also B's. And we find the last sums of algorithm A as 111 plus 10 is 121. And 121 plus 1 equals 122. And so the sums are 121 and 122, whose meanings are added in here for you. Listen very carefully as we wrap this up, because we have reached the end of the number of meanings here. God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection, to bring forth deliverance from the harvest fortifications and abomination 
that caused great distress by sin and lawlessness, rebellion, twisting of truth off the right path away from God by her offspring, who bring people into bondage, infirmity, and servitude as a blessing from the harlot given to the beast to all resist the truth of God from the royal city to kill believers, all decreed by the beast to his missionaries, messengers, and heralds, to the nations who hate God, to humble, humiliate, and shift and destroy the holy flock during the day of his wrath to make all in great fear of him, the watchmen of darkness, and the city of peace. Recall that the Antichrist will be in Jerusalem, the city of peace, at the time of the end, claiming he is God, just as the Bible plainly teaches. Let's apply the numbers found in Revelation 17, verses 12 through 17 to algorithm B which are 101, 111, 112, 122, and 123. For ease of time here, I put it all together and made it very simple. Okay, And it says that God's bowls of wrath bring forth a separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises and oath fulfilled from the true light of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her human offsprings, diseases caused by adultery that leads to ruin, death, and robs and brings punishment, at the time of the end, when perfection is established, jubilee begins. After God's wrath is delivered against those who are in hard heart state by his elders, his messengers, his prophets, in the court of the Lord, when the wicked are judged. This is where the new sums are. Listen very closely. There, the 101 rebels are cast out. 111, the great fear of the Lord. But 112, generosity is shown to the poor and needy in the city of peace by the king of the jews just look on your screen for the number meanings there folks i will put the number meanings there listen again god's wrath is delivered against those who are in who are in a hard-hearted state by his elders messengers prophets in the court of the lord when the wicked are judged there the rebels are cast out in great fear of the lord but generosity is shown to the poor and needy note that possibly refers to the judgment of nations mentioned in matthew chapter 25 verses 31 and 46. this will happen where in the city of peace by the king of the Jews, Messiah. Wow. I got to tell you folks, when you put all this together, this is all too uncanny. And it's so related to Daniel and other prophetic books in the Bible that it's beyond mere coincidence. I think God is trying to unpack something for us from these numbers with people who know how to use them, okay? There are not very many of us out there. Other people have gotten close to this meaning as well. With that, stay tuned next time as we explore Revelations 18 and how Babylon, the great mother of harlot, will fall. My contact info will roll out on the screen and any support and prayers will be very helpful to continue what I do. With that, let's close with the last verse in Revelation 17, verse 18, which reads this. And the woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Okay? So the great harlot is uncovered as the head principality over the great city which controls all the cities of the earth in the last days how is explained in chapter 18 with that stay tuned till next time and be blessed greetings everybody i'm just going to do an addendum and i'm going to read algorithm a as well as include the number that it was used in revelations chapter 17 verse 13 that i left out because you did not need to use it or you can use it because it refers to what is found in Revelations chapter 17, verse 17, about all being one mind. I won't get into all the ramifications of that, 
but right now I'm going to show you that on the screen and you can look at the scripture things and I suggest that you pause this and read these things too but I'm just, I'm just going to read the algorithm A as it stands right now and I cleaned it all up for ease of understanding algorithm A reads God's seven bowls of wrath plow onward to bring about God's perfection to bring forth deliverance from the harlots fortifications and abominations that create great distress caused by lawlessness sin iniquity rebellion twisting of truth off the right path away from god all taught by her offspring rulers and nations to bring all into bondage infirmity and servitude as a blessing from the harlot to the beast to resist the truth of god's royal city in the context here is babylon the great city to kill god's people this is decreed by the beast to his missionaries and messengers heralds to the nations who hate god to thoroughly humiliate hurt and destroy and shift the holy flock of god during the day of his wrath so all will be in great fear of their lord the watchman of darkness in the city of peace now when you add the numbers one that is used in uh, revelation 13 from into paragraph three where it would fit this is that algorithm okay this is decreed by the beast to his missionaries and messengers, heralds to the nations who hate God, to thoroughly humiliate, hurt, and destroy, and shift the holy flock of God during the, the day of his wrath, so all will be in great fear of their Lord, are plucked and yanked out of the city of peace with great devotion as trained by the harlot, and that is derived by the context of Revelation 17, verse 2, and also paragraph 2. Now, if you look over to the right of the screen, you'll notice how algorithm a paragraph three lines up with the following scriptures so i suggest that you simply pause this and read these scriptures and the next screen i have the algorithm a on the other side and i also included the number of meanings that are used in paragraph four the new paragraph four so you can pause that and look at it at your convenience next i'm going to go to algorithm b and there I have the, the, the four main paragraphs from the algorithm I use. And then I added uh, the paragraph 5 when you add the numbers 1 used in Revelation 17 verse 13 that I left out because of what I just said earlier. Okay, so with that, let's read. God's bowls of wrath bring forth separation from the harlot system into new beginnings that rest in God's covenant promises and oath fulfilled from the true light of his word that breaks fellowship with the harlot and her offsprings, rulers and peoples, diseases caused by spiritual adultery that leads to ruin, death, and punishment. At the time of the end, when perfection is established, jubilee begins. After God's wrath is delivered on those who are in hard-hearted state, who stand before his elders, messengers, and prophets in the court of the Lord, when the wicked are judged. Paragraph 4. There the rebels are cast out in great fear of the Lord, but the generosity is shown to the poor and needy in the city of peace by the King of the Jews, the Messiah. When you add in the numbers used in Revelation 17, 13, 1, that's the number 1, and you put it together, this is what paragraph 5 reads, the new algorithm reads, adds to this. But there the rebels are cast out in great fear of the Lord, but those who are shown generosity to the poor and needy are removed because of their devotion escape a deadly trap now you notice how paragraph 5 and also paragraph 4 correlates to the scriptures in matthew 24 it deals with the last judgment theologically known as the judgment of the nations where jesus 
separates the sheep and the goats. It also possibly refers to Daniel chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, where it says that many who are asleep in the dust of the earth will awake, and some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine, shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So, does it correlate to the white throne judgment in Revelations 20, verses 11 and 15? I'm just going to state, state this. The majority of commentaries on these verses state that no one at this judgment are saved. Yet, Matthew 24, 31 through 46, in Daniel chapter 12 here, appears to refer to the last judgment too. And that also is agreed by the majority of scholars. So, my personal opinion, the jury is still out on that one so with that i'm going to the next screen here and you can read the algorithm on your own and you can see the number definitions that i used in paragraph five and with that you can pause and then look it over now some people get upset when i say well what what are you adding to the scriptures here are you adding to what the the bible says not to do in in revelation chapter 22 by adding to the scriptures no this is not adding to the scriptures if you read the commentaries and stuff on this verse, all I'm doing is extrapolating from it, okay? It's not adding to anything or taking away from something. So what other commentaries and the majority of commentaries that are read on Revelation chapter 22 verse 19 causes many people great concern because it talks about if you add or subtract anything from the book of Revelation, it doesn't, doesn't bode well for you. So the question comes, if you use Bible numbers like I, I am doing, does that add or subtract anything? To the scriptures actually not because it extrapolates something from the scripture that lines up with the with the very scriptures themselves it lines up with other bible scriptures in a way that is absolutely profound as you look at algorithm b you can pause it and look and see how it correlates to other scriptures you can even go to back to algorithm a there and you can read some of the verses i have how it addresses the issues in bible prophecy and how it also connects to the book of revelations chapter 17 where it's found to that's how you derive the context so technically no it's not adding or subtracting anything from the scriptures most commentaries um, on the subject here simply i don't know how else i can say it really other than this i'm just going to paraphrase most commentaries mention that adding and subtracting to the scriptures doesn't apply to someone teaching from it or extrapolating information from it but rather applies to false prophets false teachers false prophets cult leaders who will add to their weird doctrine into the scripture for example joseph smith started removing scriptures from the book of revelation and adding to it to support his doctrine of mormonism he died shortly thereafter and that's the idea behind adding and subtracting from the book of Revelation. Now, if you want to be so literal about it, then Dr. David Jeremiah and every teacher who's ever taught Revelation would be guilty of this. But they're not. You're extrapolating information. hope you understand that. When cult leaders add their weird doctrines into it and take away to support their doctrines, that is what John is addressing through the Holy Spirit. It is those people who... Are adding to it so I hope you can understand that I just wanted to address this in this short addendum with that you all be blessed in Jesus name and my contact information will roll out on the screen with 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.